Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. Of course, I got the legendary Disney dentist with me, Dr. Doug. And Doug, how are we doing this fall? I'm doing good. It's been a, a good uh, fall weekend and ready for more ahead. Absolutely. And you're coming up on your cruise here, and are you, what, about a month away? Uh, 60 days still. 60 days. 60 so you're days. Getting the, the countdown has begun. Getting there, but oh, it's still so far. We got to get through, um, like, 25 more soccer games at our house before we can even really worry about getting ready for the cruise. Well, I know. I posted on our Facebook and in our Twitter uh, the Sassman's magical uh, journey, that piece of mail you get about six months before your trip. And, and I got to tell you, that brings a smile to my face, but also they send that mail a little too early, I'm thinking. <laughs> it's just to keep you, in the, keep you in the mood, get you ready, I guess. I With... Uh, my wife being the travel agent, booking travel agent rates, we don't get all the fancy mail. So I'm going to be honest, I was a little jealous of your mail. It, well, it, it does make me excited. And thankfully, we got a, a trip to Disneyland here in uh, about you know, a little less than two months. So uh, that's the warm up for the big Disney World trip, which we'll go in more. But today, we have a fun topic because it's a question not only do we get asked a lot, but is one of the number one Google searches when it comes to Disney. And that is. What is the best age to take my kids to Disney World? I know, Doug, you've gotten that a lot, and between the both of us, we've gone and our kids have gone, so we're going to kind of go through today and talk about the pros and cons of each of the ages and hopefully educate you a little bit more so when you do ask this question, there is not one simple answer. No, there's never one simple answer with Disney World, I don't think, Derek. No, not at all. And there's and what's really interesting is a lot of people are like, you know, sometimes when the kids are younger, older, what are they going to remember or not? And we're going to dive in uh, because there's also fun things for the parents when the kids are little as well. Mm-hmm. And you've taken your kids uh, many of times to, throughout the many ages, as have I. So let's start with the basic. when Because uh, we've already done a whole show on adulting at Disney World. What about when you have little ones, babies, newborns, usually... Uh, Usually, right there, uh, a year, let's say a year or less, uh, that that really little age. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't think about going to Disney World, but what do you think, Doug? It's also a good age to go. Um, we have taken one-year-olds to Disney on two occasions. Um, our youngest two both went right at or before their first birthday, um, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun to see their reactions to the characters, um, see their reactions on like, it's a small world, just saw the bright colors, and you know, those memories, yeah, they can't remember going to Disney World, because we got a lot of before we went and after the went, but from our friends and other people, like, why are you taking a baby to Disney World? What a waste of time, what a waste of money, but 
it was great watching them experience it as a one-year-old. You know, we still tell a story about Alden when he was one, and we're at uh, the Tusker House breakfast with Donald Safari, and you know, all of a sudden he he had a pretty good vocabulary, and at the age of one, and he started yelling "duck" and pointing across the room, and we're like, um, that there's no duck in here, and then he saw Donald through a doorway in a whole other room, so you know. He was experiencing it. He was enjoying. He really liked Donald. Donald's been his favorite all the way along. We say it's a little bit because of the attitude of Donald, because it's a lot like Alden. But uh, he even liked Donald on his first trip as a one-year-old. And the thing people kind of forget about when they're harassing us about taking a one-year-old is it was totally free to take him. Yep. Got into the parks free. Ate at the buffets for free, even though he was still he was kind of a mix of table food and baby food and. You know, so he'd eat off your plate. He's a one-year-old. It's not that tricky. And then, um, you know, he flew for free. Some people love doing the lap child thing. Some people will uh, pay for a whole nother seat. But, you know, a free flight's a free flight. Yeah, we uh, took my son when he was one-year-old, and same thing. He recognized some of the characters, uh, really enjoyed. We uh, went to Cars Land. He'd already seen Cars, so he was able to uh, recognize and smile and laugh. And you're right, he's completely free. And uh, you know what? I like taking, I like taking uh, my son when he was a baby, even though we got the same harassment you did. Why would They wouldn't remember it. But uh, it's fun. It's fun for the parent as well. Mm -hmm. The memories are for me. I'm going to be honest. When you're taking a baby, if you're looking for memories out of that child, it, it's for the parents. It's not really for the child. And there's so many attractions they can go on. They sit on your lap. Um, there's not a problem. Like You go to other amusement parks, and there's really nothing a baby can do other than be held by a parent watching everybody else do mm -hmm. things. Disney World is different. They can go on Peter Pan. They can go on a small world, Dumbo. You know, and a one-year-old on Dumbo, they're up in the air, whirling around, the wind's in their face. If they're not giggling and having a good time, then your your baby might be broken. But, you know, it's a great experience. Your baby might be broken. It might be. If your baby doesn't have a good time at Disney, I mean, whoo. And also, you know, oh, and Disney World, has they have baby centers, which are great. We've talked mm -hmm. about them many times on this show. And then also, uh, I love all the, um, well, you said, the attractions that you can take the kids on. But uh, the baby, the swap, swap baby uh, attraction. Mm -hmm. So even child if you swap, have child yeah. swapping, even if you have one of those e-ticket attractions that your kid can't go on, one parent can ride, get a child swap ticket, and then the other parent can ride. Yeah, it. And, you know, this is kind of a good segue into our next age group. We're we're talking about babies right now, up to the age of one. Well, how about that? Two, one to three year old range. Let's let's move up a little. Well, that's bit. that's one of my favorite ages because we took yeah. both of our kids right before they turned three. In fact, we took my daughter for her third birthday. It was a week before, so she got into the parks free, uh, and and so did my son. So yeah, when if you're under the age of three, your kids are free in the parks. And what I loved as a parent was when my daughter met Ariel or any of the princesses. I mean, that was the real princess to her. And as a parent, that, that was more fun, watching my kids interact with the characters at that under three age than anything. Yeah, I, Claire, our youngest, she had her third birthday at Disney. And also, if you're planning a trip for a birthday, especially if they're turning three or turning ten, where it would affect the price of a mission, you don't age at Disney, according to Disney. 
So she was three for her whole trip, even though their birthday was right smack dab in the middle. So even though she was three in one day, we didn't have to buy her a park ticket for those next few days. She continued to be free. Um, she got to eat at the buffets for free. Um, Cinderella's Royal Table, we weren't really sure if they'd let her be free there or not because it's not a buffet, but yet she's you know two technically. So she ate at Cinderella's Royal Table for free on her birthday um, because she was still two. Um, but that's one of the great things about taking that age range. Um, as they get closer to three, a lot of them start getting tall enough to go on some other attractions. Um, really, Disney's height limits are pretty low. There's a lot of 40s. So if you have a taller three-year-old or two-and-a-half-year-old, they can start going on some things. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of the, the rides we were even doing was 36 inches. And my daughter, even before she was three, was exactly 36 inches. So we were able to do uh, some of the fun uh, spinny rides. We did yeah. a, uh, in Cars Land, did the Tow Mater ride and uh, things like that. She had a great time. You can, and even, there's a lot of no hype limits as long as they're sitting by you or on the lap. I mean, the one that I think is hilarious is Toy Story Mania. I know a ride we both love. My kids have gone multiple times at uh, all sorts of ages, uh, toddler and below. And they can ride it. You can yeah. have a fun time as a parent riding with their kid, even if they don't get the ride. Or you know, I we took uh, our kids on the Little Mermaid ride multiple times at multiple ages, and I have more fun watching them watching the the ride than I do interacting with Ariel and Ursula. Yeah, and you know, you guys just went to a, kind of the local amusement park, right? Yep. You had a good time. You said, but you were kind of confined to one area of that mm -hmm. park, yep. right? There's one little kid area. Everything else there. It's a no-go. Like, not even close. Where Disney, every corner of the park, there's something to do. Now, the big, the roller coasters, yeah, if you're under 40 inches, you're not going to get to do all of those. But there's more for a 39-inch tall child to do than uh, there isn't. You know, that's, that's one of the big things. There's more that they can do than they can't. Very true. Uh, Jungle Cruise, another one. I mean, there's so many rides that you forget are just open to. I mean, if you all all ages, pretty much. Disney does a great job. Small World, another one where kids just love to get on and look around. Doesn't matter what age they are. So I I really enjoyed uh, the multiple trips that we did uh, with my kids under the age of three because the best part of it all is that it's free. But then they turn three. Yeah, and then you got to start shelling out the money for the park ticket. Um, what would you say are some of the biggest cons at this age, though? It's not all sunshine and lollipops and rainbows. Uh, naps. Naps and tantrums. Uh, as a parent, I'm not going to lie. When uh, when we got one tantrum, at, at, we've gotten one tantrum every time we've gone. Uh, I'm like, you know how much money we're spending to be here and you're throwing a tantrum? You're at the happiest place on earth. So uh, that's really hard. But Disney does do the baby care centers. And usually you can find something uh, to interact with the kids, uh, you know, a character or music that kind of they'll be in tantrum mode. And then, oh, no longer tantrum mode. Uh, but like you're talking about, we went to Worlds of Fun and we were stuck in the Planet Snoopy area when they weren't having a good time. It's not like we could go to a different part of the park and all the kids were confined to that area where Disney it seems like they're a lot more spread out. Yeah, you get lots of options and so when we needed a nap when our kids were that age, we had really good stroller nappers. So, they would just zonk out in the stroller and that would allow uh if we had, later in our trips the older kids to go back on some other rides, my wife would take them back on the coasters, things like that with their child swap ticket. Um 
you know, I think one of the saddest things that happened in my family was the older two, when the day came that Claire was 40 inches, I've never seen two older siblings so disappointed in their little sister for being tall. They were so mad at her because they realized after they got off, um, oh, I think it was Big Thunder Mountain the first time, they were looking at me like, Dad, we need the rider swap pass so we can go back on. Because they're used to going right away, coming back off with the rider swap, going again, you know, while I was hanging out with Claire. And I was like, guys, we don't have a rider swap. Claire went with you. We can't get a rider swap. And they're like, oh, man. what, Claire, why do you have to be so tall? They just... Man, they harassed her the whole trip, but she loved going on all that stuff with them once she hit 40. Um, but, uh, yeah, that rider swap is great. And the naps, that was one time we would nap when the older kids would go on those. I'd stroll her around and let her take a nap. Yep, we we got to, uh, yeah, that was one of the best things. When both of our kids somehow miraculously fell asleep at the same time, that's when I got to do a couple of the e-ticket attractions. My wife got to shop a little bit, and then we swapped. I, I strolled around with the kids, and uh, and she got to do a couple of attractions that she wanted to do. So I love stroller napping. I know people talk about how great transportation is. You can get back to the resort, but I don't want to leave the happiest place on earth. So if you do, uh, can get your kids to take a nap, use the child care centers, uh, get them to sleep there so you can, as an adult, keep enjoying the fun. And uh, we've also done where my wife has taken someone back to the resort or I have taken them back to the resort and split up. We're comfortable enough with the transportation to do that. One of us would go solo back and get a good nap in. Um, maybe one of us would head back with the youngest while the older one stayed for like another hour. And then they came back and then we swam or took a little bit longer nap depending on what we did the night before or what we had planned for that night. But uh that, that's kind of the cons is the nap and they just can't go all day all night and get up the next morning for rope drop they are two years old so. that's true well what about when they get to that no nap stage that we are entering in right now with both of our kids that three to five age another uh, an interesting age to go to disney because they do now cost money and it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how much that price jump is from uh, a day be- <laughs> significant a, a day before you turn three to the day after you turn three uh, is pretty amazing. So a lot of people kind of steer away from going to Disney in that three to five age range because they don't think their kids will uh, remember it. It is a little bit more money. But what do you think? Three to five. It, it's a tough age. It's of course our kids have gone during it multiple times. Um, and we've had a ton of fun with them in that three to five age range. Um, it's where they get to go experience a lot of their first, their first real roller coasters. Um, your kids between three and five definitely are going to hit 40 inches. Um, 44 inches. Wait, you don't know is, my kid. My kids are pretty small. Oh, so we're still, yeah. Okay. I shouldn't say that. I was like, but, wait, uh, my, most, my, my five-year-old is still, uh, what is she, 38 inches? So. Oh, man. Um, well, 40 inches, you get to do most stuff at Disney World. The ones that you're missing out on are um, like Everest and Rock and Roller Coaster, uh, Space Mountain, Primeval World, Mission Space. Those are the taller ones. But they can start going on Soarin', Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain. You know, the even though they hit that hike, though, they still may not want to go, especially like Tower of Terror. I uh, forced my children onto that. I was that dad that had two crying kids because of the thunder and lightning in the pre-show. Um, so even though they're thrill junkies at that age, they could do just about anything um, thrill ride-wise. 
it was the pre-show. Totally forgot about the uh, mm-hmm. thunder and lightning scaring. It wasn't the Twilight Zone that scared them. It wasn't the ghost. It was the thunder and lightning. So they kept asking me, "Was that? Is it really thundering outside? Is it thundering outside? Is it thundering?" I'm like, "No, no, it's not. It's bright and sunny and shiny." And like, so I had to destroy a little bit of the magic for them that that thunder and lightning was fake. But you know, they had tears all the way through. Um, the people around me looked at me like I was the worst parent on earth. You almost got child, um, uh, child services almost, called on you. Almost got called. We get in the get in the ride. They're still like freaked out and crying. As soon as it stops, um, I don't remember which one, Alden or Samantha. I think it was Samantha. Is really nice and loud. Can we do that again? You know, like instantly. Uh-huh. So I was really glad all those people that stared at me through the whole line got to hear her ask to do it again because as soon as it was done, they loved it and. Uh, you know, then I thought the next trip we'd be good to go. Um, they're a year older. Um, I think Samantha was in kindergarten, so she might have been six. Same thing in the line. All three of them are crying. Claire was tall enough now. Michelle doesn't like Tower Terror, so it was all on my own. But this time, everybody around me in line was awesome. They kept talking to her, telling her how much fun it was going to be. Um, Alden was probably the biggest chicken, and so they all loved the ride again. But that's one of the big things about that preschool, kindergarten age range. Like, they might be tall enough, but they might not want to because they're scared. Like, Haunted Mansion. They may, like, our kids went on Haunted Mansion from, you know, the age of one on up. And then all of a sudden, a six-year-old decides they, that was scary and they cry through the oh, whole that, thing. That is the number one attraction that I can't wait to take my kids on this next trip. Uh, we skipped it. And the uh, now that they're going to be th- this next trip, they'll be three and three and five, almost four and five. Uh, so yeah, the last trip we did, we skipped Haunted Mansion, but this one, I yep, they're going on it. I'll be that dad and uh, drag them on there and see how they do. Yeah. And, and it'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll get some good pictures for sure. I think pointing out all the jokes in the Haunted Mansion is is a key, especially in the queue. Mm-hmm. You know, you can read the tombstones to them, point out how they're funny. Um, my kids have picked up on puns. So they like to make puns now. Um, sometimes they're not funny at all, but they're trying. And it's a good age because they, they start to remember a little bit. And that's where a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, they people are like, ah, oh, you don't remember a lot. But you do, and you and you talk about it, and it's kind of your big thing for the next six months. That's all you talk about is your Disney trip. And, and so then that's when you start getting your money out of it. And they still see those mm-hmm. characters, and that's still the real characters for them. That the uh, Santa Claus isn't real hasn't uh, bounced on them yet. And, you know, at the age of five was my first trip to Disney World. Uh-huh. And um, it was, well, it was a little bit before my sixth birthday. So I was closer to six than five. I'll be honest about that. But um, I have a couple real vivid memories that I remember. It's not just from pictures because there are no pictures of those memories. I remember rope dropping um, Imagination in Epcot, uh-huh. um, which is insane to think about today that you had to rope drop Imagination. I remember just Figment was my favorite thing ever. Um I also remember being slightly disappointed on what was inside Spaceship Earth. I thought it would be a roller coaster, and it was not. Um, I love Spaceship Earth, though, don't get me wrong, but I remember that disappointment as my kindergarten self. I also remember it was Easter weekend, and um, my biggest concern was how the Easter Bunny was going to find us. Wow. And uh, he, they found us. They That's had good. some Disney magic, found us. And uh, we did an Easter egg hunt on the golf course, and... Uh, we were separated by age groups, so I had to hunt by myself, and I was the type of kid that wanted to follow my sister around, mm. and uh, I got separated. And of course, so my parents had to go three different directions. There's only two of them. So what child do you kind of leave on their own? The middle child. So 
yeah, I remember that very distinctly, hunting eggs and then looking up and not finding anybody. And I know there's no pictures of that because my mom left the lens cap on, so we have a bunch of black, a whole roll of black That's funny. on the film. So five-year-olds, they can remember some things. Do I remember it all? No. No. But uh, it's a great age to go. And then from there on up, I think it only gets better. It does. I know my first time, and we'll move on to the elementary school age. That was when I first went, and I still have a lot of those memories uh, you know, and, and that was when Aladdin was really big and meeting Aladdin and Jafar and the genie. And, and I do, I remember those. And so that to me is another great, like you said, before you hit 10, I feel like uh, that nine year old age, another great age to take the kids. Uh, it's, it's, they remember it. They're tall enough to do a lot of the rides. Um, and they can go from rope drop to, uh, the last, last one out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The early elementary, the, uh, you know, the first graders through fourth graders age, I think is, uh, I guess that's all of elementary, isn't it? I <laughs> summed up all of elementary. But, you know, I think the magic's still real um, for that eight-year-old. Um, yeah, some of it's been spoiled by some other kids in that seven, eight, nine age range. But a kid that wants to believe can still believe mm-hmm. in magic in the moment. And you get in, like, say you do Enchanted Tales with Belle. And... All of a sudden, you're walking through a wall that's a porthole. There are kids that I guarantee are 8, 9, 10 that believe they just went through a magical mirror into another place because it is really well that, done. It's a really great effect. And, and so that age group is great. I'm in my also, 30s, and that blew my mind. I, uh-huh. And, like, you're going before they're an adult. Um, the price difference on tickets is not huge between a child and an adult. Um, it's not a deal breaker. I don't think, I don't think it's worth lying about, um, to save money on the the ticket there. However, if you get the dining plan, holy cow is a nine year old, a lot cheaper than a 10 year old. Cause I have a 10 year old. Let me tell you, she does not eat an adult meal. And so the dining plan, I really wish wasn't tied to the type of ticket you get at 10. I wish it was 18, even 14, 15, um, something like that. Because man, a 10 year old girl does not eat the same volume of food that I can. Yeah, but Grant, uh, some of those 10-year-old boys who are in a growth spurt, they will yeah. eat anyone there. Maybe we can, they need more stratifications of dining plan. They need a picky bird eater type, and then I can get that for my daughter very cheaply. And then my son, I can get the, uh, when he turns 10, well, he'll get his money's worth because he'll be just excited to order off the adult menu. Yeah, that's when, that's when you uh, go to all the kids eat free places in town uh, mm. During that time, so uh, but no, I, I really love the elementary age. That's a great one, especially. And then let's uh, even move up. Let's uh, the later elementary age, the uh, maybe middle school age. I, you have one middle schooler. Yeah, she's she's ten, so she's in fifth grade. And here, that's technically her first year in middle school. I will say this though, that I think eight. If you're only going to take one trip, and mm-hmm. you know that for sure. I think eight might be seven, eight, nine. Right in there is the sweet spot. They can remember it. They're tall enough to do everything. They have the stamina to get around the parks, stay up late if you take little breaks. Because um, you get younger, you got to stroller them, you got to mm-hmm. watch their sleep more. I think that's a sweet spot. You get into middle school, if they've never been before, oh, the attitudes. Oh, my gosh. So where we're talking about the magic for the younger ones, the, the middle schoolers, if they have the wrong kind of attitude going into it for the first time, they can be a little standoffish from the this magic. This is dumb. Like, this is kiddish. Yep, kind of thing. exactly. 
But I think if you go at a younger age and then go in again at middle school, or if they've just grown up loving the the films mm-hmm. and Disney, it's it's always a good age to go for your first time. Um, there's just the the bad apple attitude can even happen at the most magical place on earth. So um, middle school, I don't know what to say about middle school. They scare me. Um, when I work with middle schoolers, I have something sharp in my hand. I'll I'll just leave it there. <laughs> You're you're right. It's a yeah. You do see a lot more middle schoolers and nowadays. Every middle schooler has a cell phone, and so th- those are the people that really bug me when I'm at the park. That are just down in their cell phones, missing everything, uh, yeah. and and just like look around. It just there's so many hidden details you can you can see, but yet you're too busy Instagramming and uh, Snapchatting all your friends and missing the moment. Uh, but that's a part of our culture now, and middle schoolers are really into that. Uh, they'll they'll be the ones in line on their cell phones, um, not distracting the rest of us, thankfully. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting age to go. I think uh, one great thing about the Orlando area is they also do have uh, Universal Studios. I know we talk yep. a lot about Disney, but middle schoolers uh, are huge into that. So uh, if you're a parent and you want to think of a, a strategy, maybe you do a few par- few days at the Disney parks few days uh, at the Universal Parks, but I think here in a couple of years, once the Star Wars experience opens up, you're just going to see a flood of that, that middle school age yeah. range really loving uh, the studios and all the interactiveness you can do now with these new sets of movies becoming as big as they are. And yeah, that was and one thing we never talked about at the, at the studios. Every elementary kid wants to do uh, the Jedi experience. So Oh, yeah. There, see, there's so much for kids to do from every age that we can't possibly talk about at all but yeah jedi training i mean you have to be four to twelve so there's an age range there you want to go before your kids twelve otherwise they can't do jedi training same thing with like the bippity boppity boutique Mm -hmm. that age range is three to twelve so basically um you if you're gonna which we are doing this time too yeah because now they're old enough Mm because you can't do it when they're two so like if you're gonna fudge their age and say that they're two to get them in free don't be upset when they can't do bippity boppity boutique because well they know how old you said they are on the magic band or their lack of park ticket yep so you know there is an age range there's some advantages to going that's why i think that eight nine area is a great time to go you're before they're an adult that's why it's magical but it still doesn't mean don't go later on i think um hollywood studios is already the teenager's or preteen, the tweens' uh, favorite park. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. And Toy Story is fun to play against your yep. friends. Um, you know, I think the middle school years is where, for people that have gone a long time or gone often, like, I look forward to having conversations with my kids about how Disney accomplishes this, how they do that, mm-hmm. kind of the Imagineering side of it. Um, my oldest is already interested in engineering. So, from that sort of standpoint, it's kind of fun to think about, well, how do you think they accomplish that that little bit of magic? Because we know it's not magic, but how do you think the science in developing that mirror, I mean, it was a screen and then you walk through it and it got bigger. How on earth do they do that? No, I don't that was know. Magic. Maybe she'll that was, figure that it out. Some sort of sorcery um, happened in Bell's. Yeah, in, sorcery. In, it's all sorcery. What? Yeah. So middle school, I'm looking forward to it with my kids. Um, there'll be days where they are just little crabby things that I don't want to deal with, but, you know, it's still going to be fun because it's a different experience. Um, you know, 
I think it'll be good. Well, I'll survive. Yeah, you will. Well, and the other thing I look maybe. forward to with the, maybe with the middle school, and then we'll even move into into high school, is that there's a lot more freedom. You can trust your kids. Everyone's got a cell phone, so you know where your kids are at, uh, and you actually will have time with your spouse to be able to do some more of the the rides. And I remember when I was that age, going uh, going back there, that was great. I was I was given a lot of freedom, and that was before cell phones even. So it was just like. Hey, at 1.30, meet us at uh, this restaurant and have fun doing a couple of the rides and uh, the rides that you want to do. I was a thrill junkie, so I'd get to do all the, the fun rides that I wanted to do and meet up with my parents later. And that's, that's one thing I look forward to is just uh, letting your kids experience Disney on their own as well. Yeah, and uh, with Wi-Fi being everywhere in the parks, you can use old phones or iPods or some other device that connects to the Wi-Fi that you can, like we do iMessaging um, with our kids on the iPods. Um, on our last trip, we let them like go to the bathroom on their own, but it was like we could see it off in the distance. On the cruise ship, we gave them a little bit more freedom because there's only so many ways to escape on a cruise ship. Um, but on this next trip this fall, I could I could see us letting them you know, venture into one or two spots on their own. But Disney has some policies about how old you have to be to mm -hmm. go on a ride on your own. I think you have to be 14 um, to go together. Like if we send our older two together, um, they're old enough to go on a ride together but not by themselves. So they got a lot of different rules. Some cast members enforce it. Some cast members don't. As a family of five, we always have a problem of the odd man out. So we have had to have our older two kids ride together a lot over the years and there was a time where we had to, we just lied about Alden's age because otherwise we had no way to ride um, as a family of five. They were going to make one kid stand, like, mm -hmm. stand there and we go around and like, no, he's, so I think we said he was seven, even though he was six for a while. And then they changed the policy and they magically became eight. And most people thought they were twins anyway because Samantha's shorter. So we always got asked how old our twins are. So we just gave up and we started calling them twins at Disney. So we have Disney twins. There you go. That's so a, that's a good tip. That there is there is age restrictions. Yeah. So know them before you go in. Mm -hmm. um, especially as a family of five, it makes the ride vehicles difficult. Most of them are designed for families of four. It's just not fair. Good tip. Only have two kids. Mm -hmm. or there six. you go. Don't don't do odd numbers. Odd numbers, it's no good. We could yeah. do a whole show on that, I'm sure. But uh, uh -huh. going back to high schoolers, the one thing that drives me nuts, and a lot of high schoolers love it, is that there are group trips. And I think every time I go to Disney World, and they probably have them every day, there's always a massive high school group convention of like a hundred people, awkwardly somewhere in a pathway, so you can't even get around it. Uh, it happens a lot at the studios for me. Uh, it seems like every time I go to the studios, uh, I'm trying to get to that, that boulevard with the Tower of Terror, and there's just like, you can't get around this wall of high schoolers taking pictures, and someone's got a giant flag. You can always find them <laughs> by the giant flag. Just follow this flag with our high school yep. logo on it, and, there's, and they're all wearing the same T-shirt. Uh, a lot of band groups and stuff like that get to do that. And I know my wife has been a part of that. And I was a part of a Boy Scout troop that got to go down uh, to Universal, actually. But, uh, yeah, the high school trip is a lot of fun for the high schoolers. But it drives me nuts when I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to you know, go up the middle, a little I-formation, halfback blast uh, through them to get to whatever I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I got to do a high school trip my senior year. It was actually right after I graduated. So it was one of those moments where, 
well, what are they going to do to me if I actually get in trouble? I already got my diploma. But uh, our band went, we marched around the World Showcase the entire way around, and uh, that was fun. We were our own little parade, which made no sense. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah, it was a great trip and a lot of good memories from it. However, I'm sure my friends, not me, my friends were obnoxious at some point. But uh, it, was, it was interesting. Even back then, um, my little group of friends, uh, we had two different groups that we got together, you know, right at, we got there at Rope Drop every day, which is amazing for a group tour, first of all. And then we went off and we did tons of attractions. And then at night, we were talking to the, our other friends that did their own thing. And like, we start listing all the stuff we went on. And they'd be like, oh, we went on Space Mountain. And then we got a sandwich. And that was like it. That, yep, I'm, I was the same way, man. We I did like 20 like, attractions. I do all the, I'm there to ride rides and, and see everything. I'm not going to sit on my cell phone. And I was that way on our high school trips. Just boom, 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 boom. We, we're going to do everything. I remember sprinting from attraction to attraction. Because there's, there's no time to waste walking. That's when my knees actually worked. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. But, the, yeah. My high school friends, they would, they would go on like the first thing they came to. And, you know, rather than trying to hit the e-tickets. And we I had all this strategy stuff down even as a senior in high school. So I guess this has been a long time coming since my I'll blame my parents. Because um, I went as a middle schooler, went as a late elementary, went as a kindergartner, went as a high schooler twice. So I, I did those ages, and mm -hmm. good memories from all of them, really. Yep. Different trips, totally different trips at every age, though. That's very true. And even, uh, even to go past high school, uh, I went uh, in college a couple uh, – once in college, right, once right out of college. So I went in my early 20s a couple times, and I really enjoyed those years at Disney World, too. Uh, you know, one, I was able to drink, so enjoy, you know, some of those things. Uh, but at the same, at you know, you got the World Showcase and everything there. But it just, it was a lot of fun and more of a, a relaxing experience. Instead of running, I knew what rides I wanted to do. Don't have to worry about height. You know, I'm able to pay for what I need to pay for and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun going in your, your 20s as well. Yeah, I uh, we went on our honeymoon. That would have been our 20s. Then I had a little bit of a break, though. We, dental school cut into the Disney trips, but uh, we got back on the horse once we had a kid after dental school. But um, yeah, the twenties were good because I knew like the first time just Michelle and I went, we were done with like Magic Kingdom at like two o'clock in the afternoon. We're like, are you sure you saw everything you want to see? I'm like, yeah. You, you do everything you want to do. Like, yeah. Do we need to wait for the parade? No, I don't like parades. Do you like parade? No. So we're like, well, let's go get an early dinner. You know. So we had like pre-dinner dinner, dinner. Yep. you know it, it's the trip was totally different because we're like yeah i'm not going on stitch you're not going on stitch. we don't need to do that See, we no. fell for stitch on our honeymoon we did stitch oh. on that we were in our 20s as well and we we uh i was like i've never done that ride and now i regret doing that now i don't regret it i'm glad i said i can do it once so i can talk about how bad it was and then the laugh <laughs> at everyone who's waiting in that 30 minute line have you forced your children onto Stitch? Nope, and they'll never ride it. Not no. Hopefully, I'm not, it's closed I'm not before wasting, February. I'm not, yeah, February comes. We're not wasting time on Stitch. Uh, I know better. I, but I will walk by and laugh to myself at all the people waiting in an obnoxiously long line to get spit on by Stitch. Yeah, yeah. That's one tip. No matter what age you're taking your don't, child, don't go on Stitch. Well, hopefully, that yeah. Stitch. Most people will know it's it's it is on its way out the door. So if you have any any kind of desire to get one last hurrah in, there you go. That's 
I guess, but no, I don't um, think there is anyone. I'm really afraid that, so Alden's right in that eight-year-old wheelhouse that we talked about being kind of the, if you're only going once, age, and that's also, I think, Stitch's wheelhouse, eight-year-old boy. I'm kind of afraid I'm going to have to take him on that while the uh, girls are meeting some princesses. So, wish me luck. If, I, well, you if, know if what? You do that, you I'll better... periscope Stitch for you. Yep, li- just do a It'll live stream be... right on our Facebook. And, It'll and... just be black and blurry and noisy and you won't be able to see anything. And you'll be uh, crying tears of just like why. And I'll try to time describe the stench. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, to get back to the ages, one of my favorite <laughs> things of all, because this is the topic of today's shows. There's okay, a topic. You, there was. It is. You're going. So you go as a kid, and then you go as a middle schooler, you go as a high schooler, you go in your twenties, and then the best part about it is it repeats because now we have kids and so uh they're going to be going when we first went we get to see kind of this whole new generation of magic through their eyes and then i've heard uh grandparents say the same thing who now are taking their grandkids uh and and you know i can't wait to be able to do that with my own grandkids and so you then get to see the magic again through a whole new generation uh and so really when it comes down to what age is the best age there's a magical time for every age yeah, there's no wrong answer. Um, if you're thinking about going, just go. Take your kid. They're the right age. Um, every kid's going to have their own challenges at every age, like with overstimulated, not enough napping, eating on a weird schedule. You know what? That's that's going to be constant. Like I hear people say, oh, I can't wait till my child sleeps all the way through the night. You know what? I still say that. I have an eight-year-old that woke us up at 3 a.m. last night. I can't wait for my child to sleep all the way through the night. You know when he's going to sleep all the way through the night? When he moves out and goes to college because he's not going to wake me up. You know, it's so you're always waiting for something for kids. Like, don't wait. Just just go because it's real easy to say like, well, in a couple more years, they'll be taller. Well, in a couple more years, they'll remember better. Ah, in a couple more years, they can stay up later. In a couple more years, they're going to be busy and you're not going to have time. Mm-hmm. So take advantage of when they're littler. Before you have all the like activities and the missing school issues with middle school and high school, that's the big con. A lot harder to miss school. A lot harder to make it up. Um, the activities are more important. Mm-hmm. There may not be more, but what they are doing is more important, especially to them. Making your kids miss an activity even though you don't get the importance of some club that they belong to, like it may be the biggest deal, and then they're just grumpy the whole vacation. So, you know, go. I wouldn't wait for any special age. Just go, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to go more than once. But, you know, it's, it, there's no ba- bad answer here. Nope, except for maybe some scary middle school schooler years, but thankfully that you can always make anything fun. Uh, yeah. Like you said. So, no, yep, go. Just go. Have a good time. Tell us about it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, when was the first uh, year you went? How old were you when you did your first Disney trip? What do you remember from that trip? Uh, what are some things that stuck out? And we're going to post that on our Facebook and Twitter. And so let us know uh, what you remember, what you love. Maybe it was uh, meeting a princess. And uh, I, my favorite story still with my kids, I mean, that's the real princess. So love that. Uh, maybe it's a ride or something that really impacted you, something that was really magical, like seeing Belle's window or mirror turn into it, you walking through. That's still magical to me in my 30s. But it's uh, there's a lot of magic there. And so we want to hear from you. And then, of course, if you are planning a Disney trip or having any questions, talk to the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. We can put you in touch with her, and she'll 
she has got a wealth of knowledge and will get you a, a great deal and tell you and help you with uh, strategies on where to go, what to see, and of course you talked about it, Doug, the dining plan alone um, for the right age can help you save tons of money if you have that uh, growing boy or girl that eats everything. Uh, so she'll help you with that one. But Doug, is there anything else you want to say with uh, the ages, the, the best ages and fun things uh, about going to Disney? Boy, I think we covered it, but I think I had fun at every age, and I know I've had fun as a parent at every age. Has there been trying times as a parent at every age? Yeah. And will there be at every mm -hmm. age? Yeah. Um, also, I think like my daughter, my oldest, Samantha, when we went three years ago with my parents, we just had one day in the Magic Kingdom together, and my kids thought they were like Disney experts. And so Samantha, who was seven at the time, no, she was eight. She turned eight on the trip. Tries to tell my my dad about what year Spa uh, Space Mountain opened and what year the Magic Kingdom opened and this was here and they did this and this wasn't even there and and then my dad just goes, yeah, I know, I was here the year it opened mm -hmm. and her head just like exploded with what and then they were there the year you know so he he tricked my mom into going on to Space Mountain. When it first opened, they stood in like a two-hour long line out in the sun because the inside queue wasn't done yet. And he's like, no, you just ride around and you look at It's like a, like a planetarium. That was his, his thing he was telling her. It's like a planetarium. She hated roller coasters. Hmm. She gets in there and she's like, why does it say you can't be pregnant to go on this? Well, you're not pregnant. You'll be <laughs> fine. So there she was on Space Mountain and uh, she's never gone on it since. Oh, that's that's fun. Well, it's just legal jargon, you know. They they yeah. have to say that just in yeah. Case so here, my you know, my father is telling my daughter these stories when she thought she knew everything about Disney World. It turns out no, the start of this love of Disney probably trickled down from him. Gener so. and that's and that's a great thing. It's a generation to generation uh, type thing. You know, my parents enjoyed taking me. I enjoy taking my kids. I'm sure my kids will enjoy going with their kids and. It's uh, it's really fun to be, and it's really fun to see the park even change. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's one thing, seeing how much it's changed from when I was in that elementary age to now. My kids, as they get to that age, that full generation, and um, and and hopefully in the next generation, Stitch won't be there. So that's you know, a. My father still likes. I still hear him tell people about how he was in the test group with Magic Bands, because we happened to time it to be one of the test groups of Magic Bands. So. Here he likes to talk about how he's there when the park, you know, was brand new, and now he's testing magic bands on his one day in the Magic Kingdom. That is still still pretty cool to be to be all there yeah. uh, at the, and to see it see it change throughout the years. Uh, that's awesome. So that's all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much for listening, and hopefully we answered your question about what is the best age. If you have any questions, please uh, Facebook us, Twitter us. We will be doing a question show here in the. Uh, weeks to come so we'll be answering all your questions uh, on our podcast very soon so keep asking those and we love always uh, helping you plan uh, with whatever age your kids are uh, we definitely have some ideas of some fun things that they can do but for uh, Doug McKnight I'm Derek Sassman thank you for listening to Rope Drop Radio <laughs>